This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode, and yes, you can tell by the sound around my voice that I'm sitting outside in a beautiful park here in Burbank on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Um, I'm Jonathan London. If this is your first Geekscape, saddle up. Uh, we've been on this ride for 12 years, and we're glad to have you with us. If this is not your first Geekscape, you know the drill. Movies, video games, comics, pop culture, all of that stuff that we self-medicate with, <laughs> or sometimes it is the prism through which we see the truth of the world. Whichever way you want to take a look at pop culture, we love going on that journey with you. I oftentimes have filmmakers on my show, comic book creators, musicians, actors, all sorts of people who add to that language that we celebrate, and I talk to them about why they tell stories and how they see the world. So. This episode is no different. I do want to pause real quick to let you guys know that New York Comic Con is going on right now. And we've had a lot of content going up on the Geekscape website. Uh, our friend uh, Big Yanks, who's a longtime Geekscapist, he lives there in New York, is at New York Comic Con right now. So you may want to subscribe to our, other, our, our Instagram, Geekscape Forever, where they're posting a lot of stuff like the cosplay photos and things that uh, he's experiencing at New York Comic Con. Um, also, the boy, uh, Derek and Mika, and Courtney recently went to PAX. If you're a video game fan, there's a ton of PAX content on the Geekscape Games um, feed. If that's another podcast that we've got, and it's all video games, they've got like five great, very long episodes where they just cover PAX intensely. And a lot of that uh, is like there's articles and reviews of video games up on the website too. And our own Matt Kelly of the Horror Movie Night podcast went to Fantastic Fest a week or two ago and experienced Fantastic Fest, saw a bunch of great uh, movies. I would love to see the FT, uh, the FP sequel, um, FP Beats of Rage. I can't fucking wait for that movie. Um, and he got a chance to see it, it uh, at Fantastic Festival along with a lot of cool genre movies. So if you're into horror or sci-fi or cool genre movies, you do guys know Fantastic Fest is awesome. There's a lot of that on the Horror Movie Night podcast stream, things like uh, interviews with filmmakers, and he's got a couple reviews up on Geekscape.net as well. So just letting you guys know, we are busting our butts for you guys at Geekscape. I'm probably doing the least, but you know what? 
I'm the boss. <laughs> and I've been doing this since 2005, six. Uh, welcome to Geekscape. Uh, so I told you I have filmmakers on the podcast from time to time, and this one is somebody who's returning to the podcast. He's a good friend of mine, and I am so proud of him and the career he's carved out for himself. Um, you may remember him as coming on the podcast a few years ago uh, with his Santa Claus-themed uh, documentary, I Am Santa Claus, about mall Santas and what those mall Santas do in the months that aren't spent in a mall with a kid on your lap. Uh, what do the mall Santas do from January till, like, October? Um, he made a documentary about it. It's my buddy Tommy Avalone. Hey, man. And he's back. Hey, you've done I- a lot of shit since then. Why? I'm just surprised. It took you three minutes to get to me. <laughs> well, I, I would like... It's so weird I, to watch all that happen. I you would know, love Matt, for the geeks gave us, and Matt Kelly's giving me notes. He's like, you may want to do that before you sit down with a guest, but I'm like, it's three minutes. Yeah. And no, I'm fine. I, I, I just want got, to wrap... You, you pushed record and went right into it. There was no like, okay, we're recording now. No, You're no, just like... I just don't want to have to cut that crap no, later. I'm, ex- I'm lazy. Okay. And I do not want to go in and be like, wait, where was that part where I talked about... Lazy? Oh, Aren't you like to... up at 5 a.m. running all the time? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not but, lazy. Um, I tried to wake up be... at 5 a.m. today. It didn't <laughs> that happen. That might be crazy. So I like to edit the show as little as possible. So. Okay. I don't like to put a lot of stuff on the front. Uh, I mean, it's just space. You just cut in the beginning. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just am, went right into I like, am, I feel like Tommy, there's... I am that lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell the Geekscapists what's going down with Geekscape, and then I want to get right to my guest. If, if there's that much stuff going on, if there's like something really super critical, yeah. I will record. I'm an fine extra with the waiting. I was just something. curious. And I got a chance to look at you. Yeah, I was just, you were really into it. You are doing sales pitch. You are like I'm moving your hands. I'm trying to get people to I subscribe took some pictures to of it. Yeah. the podcast, the other offerings. Yeah. I'm trying to do my best as the, uh, I don't know what you call me, the editor-in-chief for the, 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 the... I don't think you're the, lazy either because you brought me water host. from 7-Eleven. I did bring you water. This is fantastic. Well, I figure you're going to be talking a lot. Yeah, no, I appreciate water. it. And we're out here in the park on a beautiful Burbank afternoon. Um, so just uh, two men in their uh, 30s and 40s in the park talking I'm, to themselves. Are you in your 40s? I'm in my 30s. You're, yeah, no, no. Oh, I'm no. not. You can't say that about me until December 5th. Okay, I wasn't but sure. I knew you were close. older than me, but it's I wasn't sure. Okay. Yes, I am a silver fox. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do this weekend? Right before I go to London for a fe- film festival, dye my hair blue. You punk rocker. Dude, you know what? Because like I, I had my hair blue about two years ago because I was like, I don't have a boss. Why not? Right? right, but like I was still filming the Bill Murray movie at the time, uh, and I was like, "Does an audience really trust or want to follow someone doing these things with blue hair?" Like, I don't want to give people reasons to not like. Me, yeah, you don't you want know? them to check out. Yeah, so I, I went back to my normal color hair, and then I was just like, "I was like, I feel like I have a couple years left to pull off blue hair, so I'm, I'm doing it." And well, uh, Grammys have blue hair, right? But I think that might it's be not an cool. Yeah. I don't know. That's I'm just, not a, accident. I'm just a big SLC punk fan, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm going with the blue. Is it true that remember those rumors that they're going to do an SLC punk sequel? They, they did. They did one. Yeah. That didn't fly. Oh, you know it's not. I mean, I won't watch it, but it's on Netflix. You won't watch it. SLC Punk is my top five movies, and and like and that's Matt Lillard and all that. And yeah. Like, and Devin Sawa, who the late Devin Sawa, is that right? No, he's alive. He's alive. Yeah. Is Devin Sawa in it, or is it somebody else? How many information do you have wrong? No, I was thinking of Brad Renfro. <laughs> Who's that guy? Brad Renfro, I think, is the poor kid who ended up on a boat out in Newport Beach and like ended up in an accident. I don't know. He was in uh, he was in the the Brian Singer movie uh, Apt Pupil, where mm. where um, I don't Gandalf know. played a Nazi. I remember the movie. Uh, but I'll was tell it you, Apt Pupil? Is that the name of the movie? Apt there Pupil? is a movie named that movie. Yeah. But like uh, SLC Punk Two 
Matthew Lord is not in. But oh. It, it follows Heroin Bob's son. Um, and Devin Sawa is in it. Okay. And the other guy from like Independence Day and Donnie Darko, he's in it. Yeah. Uh, and they did a, this Kickstarter. Oh. Or Indiegogo. It went like that. Yeah. I think I even. I was. I'm ready. For, I was ready for it. But then I saw the trailer. I was like, this doesn't. Like, because Heroin Bob's in it. And like, but he's dead. And like, it's Is like, that a doubt that you are going to live with the rest of your I'll life? I'll probably watch it at one yeah, point. Yeah, let's watch it. I don't remember SLC Punk very well. I watched it I once. I love that movie. Yeah, no, I remember watching it and being like, hey, it's not bad. There is so much then, of my young version of my, like, my young self that is SLC Punk. Angry? Yeah, Were you angry growing up? I mean, who isn't angry? I'm angry right now. I don't remember being angry. <laughs> I feel like five minutes before this conversation, you were very angry. Well, I'm angry as an adult. <laughs> I'm, here's the thing. I'm angry as an adult. I feel like it was cupcakes when I was a kid. Oh, really? And then it was like, hey, no more cupcakes. And I'm like, fuck this. Where did all my cupcakes go? <laughs> Sorry, kids. We're near a park. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, as an adult, I've had a little bit more... Um, self-work? Well, I've definitely had more self-work recently, but I think... Um, I think I think people kiss your ass for the first twenty years of your life if you do well, and I was a good student. Oh, well, I'm, guessing no, I was you, not. I'm guessing you were a punk. Yeah. So people listen to No Effects. Pe- well, I listened to No Effects too, <laughs> but I didn't act like No Effects. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, I think that was the only time I got grounded was going to a No Effects face to face concert. Really? In high school, during a school day. And you were in during Texas, right? This yeah. Is- and. Um, and I wasn't supposed to go. I went with my older brother. Like fresh lawn over here, doesn't it? They just cut it. I'm sure. It's great. I had them cut it. I, uh, <laughs> I used to cut lawns. I love that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I think bought a lawnmower I, I, last week. <laughs> you're domesticated now. I think there, I think you got two options as a kid. You can be you can be the the kid who's like anti, and you can be the kid who just like does it. Nah, and, I, yeah. and, and so I think like when you get older, you're like, why was I like like why did I cause so many many problems? Maybe is how you're feeling now. And when I was when I'm older, I'm like. Wait, everyone kissed my ass because I was a good kid. Yeah. And now, no one's there to kiss my ass. Yeah. And I'm ready to, like, cash in on all the good karma I gained. That might be you from just oh, being so. in Texas. I don't think anyone really kissed anyone's ass in New Jersey. You know, I think they really? were just... Oh, there's an inferiority an thing already. I think it's just an East Coast thing. Like, you're just kind of no. angry. Dude, you think I went to Penn with all those kids from New Jersey and nobody had kissed kiss their ass for the first 20 years of their lives? But Penn, isn't it like a rich school? Yeah, and well, a lot of those kids came from New Jersey and, like... Connecticut and New York and the Northeast and people had totally kissed their asses their entire lives these kids didn't know I guess I don't ever think of my childhood as like yeah no we're real individuals we kept it real yeah (laughs) no I mean like all of our friends had uh, multiple color hair and sure you know uh, piercings and jinko jeans you know yeah the jinkos Um, I I think that the punk scene helped me a lot. I think, oh, yeah. I think the punk scene helped break up a lot of the rocks and be like, "Hey, you can be unique and different." Yeah. And I think everything I, don't, I am but is because I, I listen to punk rock music. But I don't think I ended up. Be, I, I think I still was like, "Okay, but you're okay with who you are, and you don't need to pierce yourself or do all that stuff because you like it." Yeah. You, you look I, like I don't get. Tattoos. I never got piercings. I mean, I have tattoos, yeah. but like I don't. Have, I never did piercings. Yeah, I remember seeing my buddy my, when my buddy got Antonio got a, a Prince Albert. It was like pretty huge. And I remember him showing you mean the it penis? to us. Yeah, I remember him showing it to us outside of a club. And Wait, the penis was huge or the piercing was huge? The, no, the, the idea that he was going to do this uh. was like a big step. <laughs> and I remember just seeing his penis and like it was pierced, and I was like, 
all right, good luck with sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then I remember dating a girl who pierced her own tongue. She was so punk rock. Oh, wow. Which is such that, a yeah. dangerous yeah. effing thing yeah. to do. Because yeah. you can lose your entire sense of taste. Yeah. Like, you can scar yourself. You're, you can scar yourself forever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe she ain't, got, she ain't all there. Um, so I think that the DIY ethic, though, that you and I got up with wait where are we at 31 minutes no wait no, we're this? at 10 minutes 10 minutes we haven't seconds. even talked about the movie yet nope. jeez <laughs> I, I, it's, it, listen you gotta warm up the oven before you shove the turkey in alright pal no that's funny um, I, I was think, just trying to be difficult well I'm I was like, segueing I, I love there. heels I You're love fun. heels but, yeah. I, but we're segueing there um, bad guy wrestlers not heels on the foot I'm not I, I'm gonna not I'm gonna check you off for both <laughs> feel, <laughs> the, feel the heel that's a porno god um, so I think that DIY ethic is like why I like to run Geekscape independently. Yeah. yeah. And I think why you like to haul off and make these documentaries. Yeah. Completely. And do some of that. Yeah. You know, it's like you didn't wait for permission. Never. Uh, I'd love to see what permission feels like. Well, yeah. I'd love to feel <laughs> a finance, somebody financing my movie yeah. feels like. It's not great. You yeah. get stupid notes. I'll tell you right that right now, having yeah. been somebody. Well, we have people who finance like, our yeah. movies, but like it's like it's privately. It's not like a right. studio or anything like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, studio notes are something that are frustrating because if you, if it's a private investor, they're usually the only person in the conversation. A studio are people who are in multiple conversations at once. One of them happens to be with you. And they're not as attentive as you would like them to be because right. it's really not their money. Yeah. It's their boss's money and their boss's boss's money who they've never met. Yeah. And they know that they have to give you a, a, a note because there's a quarterly coming up yeah. where they're going to get reviewed and they have to give input whether or not they've been attentive to your project or care about your project at all. So they a give note you, to give notes. They, a note to give notes. And it's frustrating. Yeah. And you don't know whether or not you have to adhere to those things. Right. So and they might just forget they said it. They might just forget they said it. Although you have emails, uh. thank God for a paper trail. <laughs> um, but I love this. So uh, Geekscape is Tommy's on the show because he made this movie that you called me on the phone a couple years ago. But I was prepping for some adversity, and you were like, "Hey man, I'm thinking about making this movie." Do you want to be a part of it? Oh, right. I forgot all about this. Look yes. at that. You asked me to, if I, there was a, some part of me that wanted to be in this movie. You were you were kind of in the middle of Ghost Heads, which is your Ghostbusters fan right. documentary. But it, I, and you were I like, was my next project. Bill, I was trying to make Bill Murray before Ghost Heads. I remember. Yeah, I okay. remember. And you were like, and I was, I remember I was sitting at Golden Road Brewery and you called me and were like, my next project's going to be this Bill Murray stories thing. Yeah. Where I hear all these like like it's almost like folklore you hear yeah. like these these legends of Bill Murray showing up in all these random places like like a park in Burbank yeah like a park in Burbank <laughs> we are like bartending yeah, yeah. or like he's at you know he, and he pops up not just in Los Angeles where he barely is but he's popping up in you know South Carolina in Austin and just like he'll bartend he'll, he'll show up at a frat party and wash dishes he'll invite somebody to a baseball game because they need a ticket and they're standing outside of the arena yeah uh, uh, the field and so you called me and were like, hey, man, do you think you'd want to be in, like, a part of this? Like, is, Geek, is there anything Geekscape would be into? And I, I didn't quite get it. Right. Well, I, I got it. I didn't know how we would fit. Because you're so good at just doing this shit by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you need me for? Sure. What do you need well, me for? Well, I like, I like partnering with different producers, uh -huh. you know, and, like, you know, because, like, I edit all my stuff, you know, so, like, and I don't... Do you not want to edit your stuff? 
I mean, I've this, this new movie I'm doing is the last one I really want to edit, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like, but it's always like, I you know, I don't ever subscribe to the idea that I know best. Right. So like, I love like just like kind of like throwing everything that I've edited on the whiteboard and just be like, well, what do you think? Let's, yeah. let's play let's play puzzles. I think know? that's best. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Best. And so like, I always like you know want a producer that can help me kind of help sculpt the best story and like. I definitely knew you as a more like structured kind of person mm-hmm. that like you know you, you're teaching these writing classes all that stuff. I don't know any of the proper ways to do anything, so it's always a constant learning for me that I just want to like, oh, what do you structure wise? What do you think about this or well, story wise? Yeah, yeah. Well, now that it's done, I'll tell you what I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But I think that was what it was because like I think at that time we had just met. Uh, or no, we, we first met. I think ever was in New York, correct? Not no, no. You were on the podcast before we saw each other in New York. There's, there's only been one New York, right? Yeah, New York Comic Con. Oh yeah, New York Comic Con. But then because I was promoting the, the, Santa. Yes, that is when we met, and then oh, and then, and then you came, festival was first. Festival was yeah. first. Yeah, and so and then then you came out to LA. You were on the podcast, and yeah. we saw you at the ArcLight. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't seen I Am Santa Claus Geekscapist like it is almost the season check it out it's Amazon incredible Prime, yeah, yeah it's, it's on Amazon Prime so. or you can actually buy it on iTunes or yeah. Amazon <laughs> it's incredible yeah um, and incredibly human too what I love yeah. about it is how human these people are thank you and uh, so so that we had met and it's like but like you had yeah. this like these podcasts and you were doing all these things and you knew and we were it. doing Dark of the Dead so we'd, I, we'd, oh, yes, worked, we'd yes. done some documentary stuff yeah. for Geekscape yeah but I, I don't know, I don't, I, listen man, I will do anything you want. Sure. I'm down with helping you out. Um, but if I don't see my place in it, I kind of figure that I'm just going to be a giant distraction. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad I didn't work with you. Yeah. This, this time. <laughs> well, this time. This time, I'm like, Tommy, this is something you could do on your own. No, I mean, like, on, like whether this was your reason or not, but a lot of people, when I would talk about the Bill Murray stories, um, they didn't understand it to be something more than internet video, like these like little like uh, uh, like webisodes or vignettes, and all that sort of stuff. They didn't understand how it could reach, like you know. And I think really, Jan- yeah. And I, think- I was like, this is going to play South by Southwest. When you told me that, I yeah. was like, this is going to play South by Southwest. Well, Janet Pearson from South by Southwest said, I think one of the best things ever is like I couldn't imagine this being something that could hold my attention for like you know a whole movie but there's so much heart and it's so heart heartwarming you know mm-hmm. uh, and that, that was one of my favorite I'm butchering the quote but it's something in that realm you know and I and I think that was a hard thing to do because like we were going to properly try to like uh, pitch it to like places to do it but then everyone would like we started hearing that like oh well was Bill involved because if Bill's not involved get, go get yeah. Bill and come talk to me it's like you don't know, screw you you know let's, yeah. let's, let's do it on our own and that's the way we did it in, in the meantime, you went and did Ghost Heads and helped out on yeah. that one. Can I tell you the longer story of that one? Wh- whatever you want. But yeah. I, I, uh, but real geeks gave us, just to give you some context, we're talking about this movie, Bill Murray Stories. It's Gravitas, Gravitas Pictures is putting it out. Uh, if you go to this website, you can find out where the yeah, dates the, are. Yeah, the BillMurrayStories.com. We just played, when's this play? When's this come out? Tomorrow? It's going to come out tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just played Chicago, I think, for a whole week. I think it's going to re up for another week. We just played Dallas, Texas, but we're about to play. Philly, we're about to play London, we're about to play South Carolina, and we're going to get in New York and LA screening. But, the, but what you want is to go to the BillMurrayStories.com and find out about it. And basically what it is, is you do hear these stories about yeah. Bill Murray as almost like this ethereal like, being, this ephemeral being who just like shows up in the most yeah. random places. And it's not that he just shows up in his celebrity. He shows up 
and is involved and he hangs out and he's cool and unassuming and doesn't act like a celebrity and he just acts like a friend and he's truly invested and interested in in, in all the situations he shows up on whether or not it's a uh, engagement photo shoot between a couple or a party at South by Southwest he'll help out with the band and talk to the police when the when the police get called because of the noise ordinance or he shows up at a concert or he shows up at a baseball game or he shows up at all these places and he's just one of us yet there's some but he's Bill Murray and then and that is what the movie is is Tommy almost searching out these stories in in the hopes of finding Bill Murray like what is all this about there's almost a zen of Bill Murray yeah probably my favorite sequence of the movie is where it really does address the zen-like nature of Bill Murray mm-hmm. and all the clues through all the movies and yeah. his performances that say, yeah, this there's something here Yeah, that's zen-like and spiritual. Yeah. Like Razor's Edge, Scrooged, um, you know, his speech in Caddyshack, uh, uh, and I feel like there's one more uh, I'm missing. Meatballs, yes, yeah, of course. Uh, there was like all these kind of like uh, moments of just, I mean, we don't address it in the movie, but after Razor's Edge didn't do well, like he went to France and studied philosophy. Like he was a big, oh wow, he was a big uh, learner to uh, G.I. Gurdjieff, who uh, was this like kind of like philosopher who would do these random things to kind of wake people up. You know, like oh you're not you're not in the moment, and we just like kind of smack him in the back of the head. You know, and like Bill kind of, Hal Ramis was quoted that Bill was very much of a Gurdjieff kind of guy. Hmm. I think Belushi was real into uh, Gurdjieff, and I mean Belushi used to just. Like, they couldn't find him on Blues Brothers sets because he would just go to someone's house and just sleep, you know? Like, wow. like Dan Aykroyd called him, uh, like, the world's best friend, you know? Uh, or something like that, right. you know? But, like, so Bill, you know, being, you know, they were roommates, him and Belushi. Like, I think there was a lot of, especially that particular cast, was very into um, uh, G.I. Gurdjieff and also very much into, um, oh, God, uh, Del Close. Okay. Yeah, of Second City, you know? And that was very much of a, a yes-and approach to life. Yes, and like yeah. you, you don't want to go and make the thing about you know, which is very much an improv approach. Is like he's like you don't want to say no. You just want to throw yourself into a situation and enjoy it mm-hmm. and add to it, but not make it about you. Right. Which is like death it's a team, on improv. It's a, team, it's a thing. team thing. And when he goes to these parties and you see through the so so what Tommy does during the course of the movie is he goes and interviews the people who have come who've who've seen Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. who like yeah Bill Murray came to this Bill Murray I saw Bill Murray he came to my bar and I couldn't believe it and then he acted like this and you're almost you know you're following up on all these urban legends of where Bill Murray had shown up and the stories are incredible yeah. so the title Bill Murray story is very appropriate yeah oh, the Bill Murray story is life lessons learned from a mythical man yeah it's very <laughs> mythical um, it's, a, it's an enjoyable movie thank and you it had, it, and I think that there's a bit of insight and a lot of documentaries, Geekscape is, you'll watch it, and you have learned something about the subject. In this one, no different. I yeah. learned a lot about the subject. I learned a lot about Bill Murray. Uh, this one also challenges you to think about how you're living your life. Yeah, right? This one definitely made me rethink a lot of how I approach situations when I'm new to them, I don't know anybody. Yeah. And the things that Bill Murray, like, there's somebody in your movie who says... What would Bill Murray do in this situation? I'm shy. The, the individual you're talking to yeah. is shy and not, maybe not keen on social situations. And but, but what would Bill Murray do? He's having the most fun of any of us. Yeah. So I, I found it to be pretty insightful in that way. Yeah, there was this really cool lady who came up to us like a couple hours after our South by Southwest screening and was like, you know, she was like, I had to meet, a, I saw your movie, I had to meet a friend in like uh, two hours 
Hold on, let's see what this is. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I, I saw this friend in t- uh, two hours. I normally would have went back to my hotel room and, like, just kind of fell asleep. Uh, but instead, like, I was like, you know, I saw your movie. I want to I do the Bill Murray, you know? And uh, she just kind of went out and saw a couple shows and just, like, really invested in those two hours and enjoyed mm-hmm. ourselves. So you tried heroin for the first time. You're like, <laughs> oh, my God, no. I didn't mean for that to happen. That's not what I meant. Uh, but, no. yeah, but it was really, really cool, like, you know, like, to kind of get out there. And, like, I, you know, like, uh, we were just in Chicago playing the movie and I was by myself and like just like alright well I'm just gonna walk mm-hmm. you know I'm just gonna see where the wind takes you or whatever you know you know you're kind of like yeah, Mr. Magoo in some sense be present yeah the whole idea yeah. of like being present not worrying about what other people might think and, yeah you know yeah living life yeah it's interesting like because it's like so much of you know I mean I'm so guilty of it. I just checked my phone just now but it's like okay. it's like that's a you know you check your phone you check your thing and like you're walking down like the streets of New York where all these crazy things and visuals and experiences or simulations happening and you're just looking at your Instagram account you know right. like uh, and like you know you, you kind of like when you can feel that and see that you go okay well stop you know let me let me do this like that tree's over there that that guy is peeing on this wall you know like this is like or this lady has this or this guy has that you know it's, you're just trying to like kind of remember or not remember I'm sorry exist in this time you know right it's, it's tough. It's, it's a practice, you know? It is. It, I mean, we've talked about meditation before the podcast, and, like, re... It, it, nothing is a nothing is a 45-degree turn. Right. Or a 90-degree turn. Like, like nothing is a 90-degree turn. It's all, like, this course correction. So, like, even something like meditation is, like, slowly... you got to be like, okay, here's, a, here's an opportunity for me to practice what would Bill Murray do? Like, to practice a little bit more of throwing myself into a situation and letting life do its thing. And also you know? the understanding that you're you're not going to be good at it until, like, a decade later. Right. And then you go, I think I'm kind of good at this. Like, there's yeah. never, like... Like, I don't know how you are with, like, with your craft and all that stuff, but, like, it's like... It took me so long to go, I think I'm good at this, you know? Yeah, it helps when I read other people's bad scripts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, you know, I guess I can believe the people who say I'm a go care writer, right? You know? Yeah. Now that things are slowly getting made, but there was the never scripts. like there was, I guess I'm okay. But there was never like a like, oh, I'm good at this. It was like I feel like it's like one of those like I guess I'm okay now. Like, like you've already passed the point where like good it happened. And you can only kind of like look back at it. To me, that that's well, what, yeah. You can't see the gradual. Yeah. But you still have to put in Malcolm Gladwell's ten thousand hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's a like, great book, The Outliers. Yeah. So like you have to put in ten thousand hours to be good at anything, be excellent, be an expert at anything, right? Yeah. Like the example Malcolm Gladwell uses is the Beatles. And yeah. He's like, oh yeah, they were nobodies playing shows with no in front of nobody for ten thousand hours worth of being the Beatles before. Ed Sullivan and all that stuff happened before. They were, they were the Beatles that we know. Yeah. But you have to do that stuff. You know what I mean? You have to live in obscurity and really self-reliance. Yeah. It's hard to create in a vacuum. It's hard to have that confidence because confidence is something you only gain after a fact. Yeah. After doing it, you can be confident. You're like, I did it. I can only before be confident that, it's for very seconds. Hard. <laughs> of course. Of course. Because what, what else is bullying you up? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's like you can walk in and go, I'm confident for, and then it just goes away. Or like you just like happen to go psych yourself up. Yeah, you're like I think I've been listen- I think I've been confident for today. <laughs> you see that in the documentary. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray can really only be he doesn't have agents or representations you can contact. He you Bill Murray has a one eight hundred number that goes to a voice message, 
and you just have to leave a message on this 1-800 number that he checks who knows how regularly and he'll either call you back or he doesn't. Um, what was the movie that he was in with Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, St. Vincent. St. Vincent, and that director was a new director, a new writer. Cedar Melfi, yeah. He only had it happen because he called that 1-800 number yeah. and pitched it over the voicemail to Bill Murray, and Bill Murray called him back. I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, well, Woody Harrelson got him for uh, uh, Zombieland for that, yeah. And you've got scenes in the movie where you're trying to leave him a voicemail to try and get his involvement in the documentary. Yeah. And brother, you're swinging and missing like, yeah, yeah. because you're psyching yourself out. And you're hanging yeah. up the phone. Yeah. You're redoing the voicemail. It's stressful. Yeah, absolutely. It's like that scene from Swingers when he's trying to leave the the voicemail. John Favreau. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> I've done that multiple times, many times <laughs> yeah. throughout my life. And uh, and what would Bill Murray do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but I mean, also like I did leave those messages like eventually, you know, I just didn't show it in the movie, you sure. know. And like in our our involvement, like we always looked at this as like Bill Murray's not Bigfoot, but the Bill Murray stories are Bigfoot, right? Sure. So like you're making a Bigfoot documentary that just happens to be about Bill Murray stories, you know? It's like that was our approach. So like our thought process was like, let's say you had access to Bigfoot, right? Do you really at the end of the, this Bigfoot movie sit down with him and be like, so man? What's with the woods? You know, right. like you don't you don't want to ruin that magic. So we just never even when calling him, it was never like a um, I want you to sit down sort of thing. We were you know we had like these sort of like ideas and how to involve him, but like you know ultimately like that this you know it wasn't about yeah, 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 yeah watch the movie yeah. Keepscape us uh, to find out whether or not <laughs> Mr. Avalone well, we do meets we, Bigfoot. Well, well don't we, spoil this shit. I'll, I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you. We start okay. the movie with a picture of me and Bill just sure, trip sure. that Band-Aid off, you know, because yeah. like it's not my date with Drew, you know. It's right. like it, we're tr- we're this movie is not. Will Tommy get Bill Murray? You know, sure. all our pictures of the thing is me I'm and Bill. I'm just trying to get them to watch. No, it. No, I understand that. October 26th, it's on iTunes. Get the pre-orders now, so that way we can chart to whatever these things are charted for. I don't oh know yeah, that'd be great. And then and then uh, and then the thirtieth, we're on DVD and Blu-ray, and all the special features are fantastic. <laughs> right, right. One of them I feel is at the end of the credits. Oh is, yeah, is yeah. Is that in the Vimeo version you sent me, or is that yeah. in the movie? Yeah, yeah, version? yeah, yeah. The, the, the piano guy, right? The post credits. Yeah. yeah, it's like when Thanos shows up and says that the Avengers Initiative. Oh. Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, never mind. I don't. You, want have, a, to you have a post credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I was just, you know, a lot of people make the Marvel joke, and I haven't. I've only seen one Marvel movie in the past ten years, and that's Ant Man, the first one, because that'll work. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. This is Geekscape, but we will not judge you. Yeah, no, I mean, you've I, already I, got the cred. You've been on here a couple times. Yeah, I, I, I love. I don't know what it is about Marvel movies that I don't. I always like Batman. I'd watched every single Batman movie, but I've never got into any of the others. Are we doing this Geekscapist where I explain to Tommy that Batman is a shit hero? What? <laughs> Joker? Come on. Well, you didn't say Joker. You said Batman. Batman. It's all. It's all the same thing. Go back to the MC Chris episode a few uh, weeks ago. Keekscape is if you want to hear a discussion about when Batman's a detective, he's great. When Batman is super heroics, it's a joke because he's a billionaire who's putting his money in the wrong places. Not only that, he's embezzling from his publicly traded company to buy tanks with Lucius, and he's hitting people one at a time in the face instead of actually using his infinite resources. Um, <laughs> he's, I, he's horrible. <laughs> There's a reason Gotham looks like a sewer, like and Metropolis looks clean. <laughs> we're, we're, we're wrestling fans, right? You're a wrestling fan. I'm a, I'm a wrestling family member. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't but, think I don't think watching a family member live through wrestling. Oh, uh, right. You can be a fan of wrestling. Uh, it's a shit industry. Right. No offense. No, yeah, it's but fine. But it, it's they treat their employees horribly, and they should be unionized and taken care of. Okay, sounds great. I'm a fan <laughs> of professional wrestling, and and any good babyface needs 
even better heels. And the reason Batman is so good is because he has the best bad guys. No, he in himself is one of them. <laughs> He's, I mean, no, no. Like, think about him you and have Eddie. the same kind of tone no. as Matt Kelly, by the way. You just had, like, this one. I know, but I, but I want to live. <laughs> but, but I look out and everything's sunny and I'm happy. Are no, you going to add this part out? You're going to get No, I'm not, amazing. Matt. <laughs> Us making fun of Matt Kelly is a constant in Geekscapers. And okay. Geekscapers who've listened to a long time wonder why Matt Kelly still talks to me. But, Real but, quick. So, so if your audience actually knows who this Matt Kelly is. Yeah, he's uh, the host of Horror Movie Night. Right, I haven't listened. I only, I think, I think I've been on one of them already. Sure. Time, but but uh, um, he, uh, I am so mean to him on his podcast. And it, I, I, he said this one thing and I had this best one-liner. I forget what it is, uh, but I'm so proud of it. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. I, no, I forget what it is. Oh, but shit. I just remember it being really, really good. I'm really good at making fun of Matt Kelly. Love him. Well, no. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, I don't mean to clip your wings. It's kind of shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> so, it's just very easy, right? I don't. I mean, it, it, it's not hard. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. No, you're, dude, you're creative and like, <laughs> and like. Yeah, you, no, you're really, you're really good at really, me, uh, harming no, no, ben, people. You're yeah. an idea guy. You're really great. And I'm sure the stuff you're saying to Matt is great. Uh, but roasting Matt, Matt, I mean, come on, man. What do you even do? Kick a puppy next? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I remember what it was. Maybe he could like post something about it. I don't know. But when you look at Batman, okay, even like when he's with the Justice League, he's never... a bit of the heel because they're all pure and, da, 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 and he's the guy who's grim and maybe that's why I like Batman so much. That, it's because he's never a good guy. I'm a Steve Austin fan, man. Sure. He can always turn on you, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and there's a really popular... Batman may stun you. Well, there's a really popular storyline in, in Justice League, uh, Tower of Babel, where the villains hack the Batcomputer and find out that he has files on everyone. Oh, right. In, the entire Justice League, and they just take the Justice League apart. And the Justice League's like, how'd they do this? And Batman's like, oh, they hacked the Batcomputer. And um, we throw him out of the Justice League because he was an asshole. <laughs> and he was going to... And he had... Like he had, uh, like, 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 you know, if, if if they ever went rogue, he had like ways to put them all down, <laughs> and the I'm villains a, used a, it. I'm a big fan of NWO. I'm a big fan <laughs> of uh, Steve Austin. I love the bad guys. Well, I, I mean, love the villains. Like, so that's why maybe that's I like, why I like Steve Batman. Austin. Yeah, I like Steve Austin. Steve Austin, as you famously know, is the one is the first phone call I make when I make Gremlins three is to cast Steve Austin. Wait, what? When I make Gremlins three, just go to the Warner Brothers and convince them to let me do it. The first phone call I'm going to make is to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. He's going to be the guy who teams up with with, with Gizmo to stop the Gremlins. Okay. Tell me, that wouldn't be badass. Well, when you said the movie, it was such a fast mumble, I couldn't understand what you were saying. Well, that's a Texan drawl. Uh, a bit of, like, my downs, but... <laughs> no, no, but what word are you saying? Gremlins 3. Oh, okay. The movie Gremlins. Because it sounds like There's you're There's two like, Gremlins you're, movies You're so like, far. when I make Gremlins 3. When I make Gremlins right, 3. Right, right, right. Oh, the geeks gave us no. <laughs> When I make Gremlins 3, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the first person I'm calling. Okay. Have you met Stone Cold Steve Austin? I have. What did he say? What was your Stone Cold Steve Austin story? Hey, I know the Blue Meanie. Oh, yeah? That was about it. That's it? You <laughs> want to say that again? Well, no, I don't know. He, I think he was like, oh, how, how is he? Or something like that. I yeah. forgot. And hell yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but no, it was, it was, he came into the radio station I worked for, and, uh, and that was it. That was more or less mm. that. Okay. When Paul was doing the WrestleMania stuff out here in L.A., mm-hmm. um, they, it was WrestleMania Los Angeles. It was maybe 2007, 2006, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, they, all the wrestlers were staying at the Sheridan Universe. And they had a giant post-WrestleMania party. 
and just the wrestlers were invited, and my brother invited me. I met Dwayne Johnson. Uh-huh. I met Iron Sheik. He's too too big to say the Rock. Well, he's Dwayne. Well, here he was the Rock, <laughs> but like at that point, I guess he wanted to be known as like Dwayne. No, the 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 Scorpion King. Oh, <laughs> so so I met that guy. He was fine. Uh, I met Iron Sheik. He was like, oh, hey. Uh, a couple of those dudes. And I go over, and there's an open, uh, there's, there's a buffet, right? And I go over to, like, get some food. And Stone Cold Steve Austin would be somebody who I don't think I would approach. Okay. I'd be like, ah, I don't know. The Rattler will, snap, will bite you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm going down the buffet. And in my periphery, I see that there's somebody who's... There's no line, you know. I'm just picking through what's left of the food because they'll eat you out of fucking house yeah, and home. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. guys eat so much food. So I'm going through and I'm picking through, and somebody steps into the line next to me, and he goes, "Hey man, you try the shrimp?" <laughs> <laughs> and I look up, and it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's so funny. And he's got his plate, and he's just getting shrimp, shrimp. He loves the shrimp, and he goes, "You got to get in on this shrimp, man. This is damn good shrimp." And That's that, it. That was it. So I had some shrimp. Dude, I have this. I'm allergic to shrimp, but because he said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is, I was. I was. But, but it was Stone Cold it tells you to eat the shrimp. Allergic or not, you're eating the shrimp. <laughs> I was in a. There's this a, a local Philly show called. It was a, called the Ten Show. It was on okay. NBC Ten. My buddy was on. And I was hanging out, and Mario Lopez was there, and I just had my video camera on me, right? And um, and he walked by me, and I was filming, and I said hi. And he said, hey, back. And that was it. And then I put it online saying the rock hard killer says hi to Mario Lopez. It makes me laugh every <laughs> single time. Because I go, hey. And he's like, hey. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think from one of the Scream Fests or Scream Awards or something that was happening here in L.A., we, one of the early years of Geekscape. And it, we used to go to these uh, red carpet interview things. Sure. And it's where famously, for Geekscape famously, uh, Stan Lee, we tried to get an, uh, an audio, like, promo, you know, just like a, yeah. a, a what is it, a promo from him? What's it called? A, uh, hey, man, can we say, this is Stan yeah, Lee, you're yeah. watching Geeks? I don't know what it would be called, but. And yeah. so. Uh, bumper had, or something A like bumper. That. And yeah. we were like, hey, Stan, can you say, this is Stan Lee, and you're watching Geekscape? And he kept saying Dickscape, which clearly we're going to use. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have used. This is Stan Lee, and you're watching Dickscape. And we all started laughing, and he's like, did I say it right? And we're like, no, that's fine, trust me. <laughs> uh, so on that line was also Gary Oldman. Okay. And Gary Oldman ain't stopping for no interviews. Right. And so when he starts coming by, he's like, Gary! <laughs> yeah! He, like, looks in our direction. He's like, there it was, Gary Oldman. <laughs> it was useless. Yeah. Useless. I think I seen Stanley. I just moved to California, like, mm-hmm. a year ago, and I think I seen him in Beverly Hills. Like, yeah. it, was, it was an older man in a wheelchair, and, like, I was like... I think that's Stan Lee, and no. I hear that voice. Stan, and, Stan, I don't know if Stan's in a, I don't think Stan's in a wheelchair, man. Well, it was just the way he was getting to the car. This particular oh, day, okay. he was in a wheelchair. Maybe. That was the, no, I know for a fact. That, I heard that voice, and I was like, that's that dude. Yeah. And did you know... If you're telling me it's Stan Lee, then it's Stan Lee. I have Stan Lee's number in my phone, but it's not the Stan Lee from the comics. It's Stan Lee from the Dickies. No, that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, so Does anyone know who the Dickies are? You do, right? I do. Okay. You were going to tell me a story... About ghost heads. Oh, so yeah, so I, I made uh, I Am Santa Claus, and I wanted to make the Bill Murray stories next. Like, I knew, I was like, oh, this, this seems like an interesting. Jonathan said no, so you went and did something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. But uh, so we, we, you know, I lived in New Jersey at the time, and so we would go to New York and we filmed the karaoke scene, the kickball scene, all these like local, sort of easy to grab yeah. stuff, you know? 
and hopes to make like a sizzle of some kind to show people because none of my ideas are good on paper like they has to you have to make some sort of video to understand like what I'm trying to really? do really yeah oh yeah you don't think the Santa Claus movie was good on paper it, well no one it's no, fascinating yeah but no one got no one got because it's like to go well who are the characters you know and like most people are idiots. Yeah. it's like you grew up with the characters and you cried on their laps like yeah. you know who mall Santa is yeah but still I mean, who but, doesn't wonder what those people do the rest of the yeah, year yeah but you're I mean you said no to all the others you, you said no to uh, I Mike. did not say no <laughs> I said I don't know what you need me for right you right. can go make that yeah you got my green light immediately <laughs> but but the thing is like so but like you know did any, you want money Tommy if you want money we can talk about it <laughs> did you want money no I don't know what I wanted then yeah. I, I didn't even remember I did it until you brought it up yeah, do you remember it now, though? I right? do remember now, like, yeah. Yeah, well, like, I think I wanted some sort of, like, oh, well, he's, like, a couple years ahead of me with this. Like, I, was, I think there was some sort of, like, guidance or, like, you... Because you... Tommy, whatever you need, but I don't think you need me. Like, right now, this is not about you. Can I finish my story yeah. real quick? <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I, we, so we we did these things and all that sort of stuff. But I, <laughs> well, but I was promoting when I think I seen you uh, for the second time, yeah. uh, Santa Claus at... Uh, New York uh, Comic Con okay. uh, I ran into some Ghostbusters you know the New York City Ghostbusters uh, and I was like oh I was like so I got their card and it was interesting because I got this couple of Santa who they had these organizations and I was like oh these Ghostbuster people have these organizations that's interesting so when we were back in New Jersey there was like a Hatton Heights library had this like thing and there was New Jersey Ghostbusters there so I reached out to them and right before the interview uh, I found out there was this documentary being made called Ghost Heads in Canada it was Brendan Mertens right and he, uh, so I was like, look, dude, I was like, you, like, um, let me ask, like, do you have any questions for, like, New York, Philly, Jersey, Ghostbusters? I'll ask your questions and give you the footage. You're going to get to Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd before I will. Uh, ask my questions, and we'll just swap footage. You know, like, that you was... Wanted, you wanted to make a separate movie, yeah. Well, I wanted, I wanted to make Bill Murray. Right. And then they were going to make Ghost Heads, and that was, that was it. And we were just going to, like, trade each other's footage and ask each other questions, you know? Ask each other's questions. Uh, and that was the plan, you know. So, but I met this guy Tom Gebhardt from the uh, New Jersey Ghostbusters, and I was like, "Well, he reminds me a lot like these Santas, where it was like, you know, kind of using this to bring himself out of something." You know, it was like, you know, everyone has these holes in their hearts and these collections are become their identity and the reason to being. Are we making fun of Matt Kelly again? <laughs> no, no, because he doesn't have one thing. You know, he. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I guess he's a little bit more well-rounded that he has a couple things to fill him out of that. You know, but you know. It's right. like what, what WCW uh, pay per view is he watching today? You know, <laughs> no, uh, no. but but uh, <laughs> no, he's not doing that. He's doing a horror double header for VHS tapes. Oh, sorry, I I, I can't follow anymore. Uh, but at one point, he was watching like every single like Nitro or Raw or something. I don't know. Born Meets World episode. Yeah, I think I'm on that one coming up in October. You know, uh, Born Meets season, World. Yeah, I've been on season one, season two because I'm a big fan of Boy Meets World. Are you really? Yeah, I helped Ryder Strong move into his house when I first moved to LA. Really? I was friends with the guy for like a year. I interviewed him for a comment uh, for an, a column I had in the South Jersey paper, and he was the nicest person. He's a world. super cool dude. Yeah, he I and like his brother. Him. They're directors now. He and his brother, yeah, and they made. Uh, they were just. I forget how I met them. I think through my friend Brandon. From Do you still Austin. have his number? I, there's no way. I've been through too many phones. And oh, okay. I have. Like I believe I still have his house number. Yeah, well, I helped him move into that one. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So, um, so, so yeah. I started interviewing these people, right? And I met this guy, Tom, who was like, I was like, oh, I know how to tell a story. So I reached back to Brendan, and I was like, look, dude. I was like... You're going to fuck this up. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, here's a guy you need to follow. I'll help produce. I'll edit the movie, and we'll just do that, you know? So, like, I kind of, like, put this halt on Bill Murray's stories, 
and started making uh, Ghost Heads. You know, we knew that the Ghostbusters movies was coming out in 2016, so there was a, a good time to, for have a documentary coming out. Uh, you know, we did a Kickstarter, we did Indiegogo. There was a couple of small investors from some Connecticut Ghostbusters, and those guys, we were able to, when the movie played Tribeca and sold, we were on Netflix and all that stuff, we were able to make their money back pretty fast. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, what's next? And I had this Bill Murray sizzle that we already shot before Ghost Heads, and, and, and they're like, well, this sounds great, let's do that. You know, so we just, because, because yeah. of Ghost Heads, we were able to make Bill Murray. It was like, it was like they, they say when you make a documentary to like listen to your if if you don't listen to your talent, you're not making the movie. Like you sh- you're not you know don't listen. don't make the story your don't don't shape the story before you start. when you start interviewing people, the story will change. If you make the movie you plan on making, you're not listening to your talent. Sure, you know. Okay. And 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 that was the thing. It was like okay, well I'm making this Bill Murray movie, right? But I saw this this person and I this story that I I knew I could help sculpt. Uh, so we just followed that, you know, and that led to everything that I'm currently doing, you know. And if I had not done that, I wouldn't be able to be sitting with you in the park in Burbank. It's beautiful. It's, <laughs> well, we had a picnic. Um, so the kids were kid, people listening. Oh God! Like, did you notice they didn't? They missed that spot on the lawn. Everything <laughs> else is yeah, fine no. except for that. I'll have them That's come back. That's so silly. Listeners, they were like, obviously doing circles. Sorry. Or math. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was gonna make a stupid joke about. <laughs> Matt Kelly? No, if you hadn't done all that, we wouldn't be sitting in a park. I was like, again, yeah, listeners are like, and kids wouldn't be screaming in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, God forbid. Um, so, Ghost Heads helped Bill Murray get finished. How yeah. did this Gravitas thing? You happy with everything? You happy with the movie? Sure, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's coming playing. out. Yeah, I mean, like, we're doing, we're happy with the screenings, you know. Um, you know, it's cool that, the, like, Santa Claus had, like, a one day. Uh, same city theatrical thing, and this is like you know we're getting like a couple week runs and it's stuff. Kind of rollout, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting to you know see the people and we get some good reviews. Richard Roper gave it three and a half stars. Great, so, so that was awesome, you know. Um, and Joel Murray watched it; he liked it. I used uh, to play basketball with Joel Murray. We talked about that. Yeah, so you he's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's so awesome. I but, like that guy. And he's one of those dudes, you show up and he's got the old, he's the old man with the A's bandage and you're like, around his knee and you're like, that guy can't fucking play. He will put you on your <laughs> ass. Yeah. His defense is like wrapping you up in saran wrap. I don't know about real sports. This kid's, this guy's legit. Okay. Like Bill, I saw him take an elbow, split his lip. Joel? Joel. He took an elbow from this dude who also split my eye. He probably shouldn't be playing. <laughs> he just had these elbows. This big guy. And um, not in the same play. He's not taking us out. But um, he split Joel's lip. And Joel goes, fuck, man, I'm an actor. (laughs) Because now he's got this, like, I mean, the dude, it wasn't, like, a bloody lip. It was, like, a cleft lip split. It was bam. It was bad. There was blood everywhere. And Joel goes, give me a couple minutes. Give me a second. And he's like, fuck, man, I'm an actor. And he walks off court, and he's kind of, like, pressing... You know, he's patting his lip, I think with his shirt or paper towel or something. And he's like, fuck. All right, let's play. <laughs> he just keeps playing. I'm like, that guy's... Chicago, man. He's a bulldog, man. That guy's tough as hell. So how do you know Ryder's strong? I think it was through my friend... I don't know him today, but uh, back in 2007... You know him enough to help him move. Two th- back in 2007, yeah, I helped him move back. Or were you just a hired worker? No, my friend Brandon <laughs> Howe from Austin. My friend I was outside Brandon, of Home Depot. Yeah, my, no, no. Uh, Ryder Labor, came to me. Labor. My friend Brandon like introduced me to him, and uh, we hit it off. And then he, it was. It's not like I helped him move everything into his house. It was like, hey man, it's gonna need two. We're gonna need four guys for this. And it was like a, it was like a bed or a couch or something. 
Okay. Yeah. That's how I met Ryder Strong. But did you go... No, yeah. Did you go, well, Ryder, you're so strong, you could do it yourself. Oh, there's a bee by me. <laughs> that, that bee is like, I can sense this joke's going to be shit. I will sting him. He will learn from this. I will and not I'll, learn. I will, I will and learn and although, nothing. And although I will die because I can only sting once. The only... He will have learned not to leave lame jokes laying around. The only thing I've learned is life lessons from a mythical man. And you can see that movie October 26th on iTunes or the 30th of October on the, the DVD Amazon Blu-ray, thebillmurraystories.com. You, do you see what's happening here, Geekscape, is you're getting the hard sell <laughs> from this guy. What's next, Tommy? Oh, I'm doing this uh, documentary called Waldo and Weed. What is that? Uh, it's a... Uh, this uh, friend of mine, Brian, his son had eye cancer at six months, and they started using cannabis oil to counteract the results of the chemo. Uh, and he filmed this whole thing, kind of like Gleason, where it was like he wasn't filming it for like a documentary or anything like that. It was just kind of get himself through the therapy of it, you know? Holy shit. Uh, the kid's four years old now, completely fine. Uh, Wait, can he see? He can, yeah. I mean, the it, cannabis oil really helped out. We, yeah. uh, whoa, hold on, okay. I think this is awesome. The, the kid's name, I'm guessing, is... Waldo. Waldo. Waldo James Mysterious Waldo Wire. in weed, in all Waldo and the weed? Waldo on weed. Uh, Waldo wow. on weed. Wow. Okay, so this poor kid... Yeah. ...is born. How old before he... Six did, months. Six months. They, they're like, hey, he's got this eye cancer. Yeah. And we have to do chemo. Yeah. On a six-month-old. Yeah. And then they were like, the, the cannabis oil just goes on in. So, so, so. It's, it's a pill. It was like, it's a, it's a 20 to 1 CBD, CBD to THC. Like, I, I, never, I never smoked pot a day sure. in my life, you know? Sure. Uh, but, like, uh, you know, the story really is. I'm straight edge and I'm all for this shit. Yeah, it's, the story is what a father will do to save his son, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and there's this, you know, this particular plant of uh, cannabis uh, called the ACDC plant where it's 20 to 1. So it's 20 CBD, the non high part. To the one THC. And that's okay. So the, the th- THC is the high part. Yeah. But the t- there's 20 percent of like this oil. Yeah, it's ca- uh, it's called a uh, CBD. You know. Okay. So the CBD, it's 20 to one. It's like hemp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm all for like hemp and like they they are not using this plant. Right. And, and we need to start using this plant because our our planet is falling apart and our health is falling apart and our resources are falling apart. We need to just embrace this plant and use it's, it. It's crazy. It's like an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Uh, it, but the it's thing a is, like, plant. but like you need that small trace of THC. It's called the entourage effect. Uh, it's it's you need that small dose of THC to really make the CBD do what it's supposed sure. to be doing. So this kid's getting hit with chemo at six months. Yeah, and it's just taking his body apart. Well, I mean, it didn't because you're, of you're, the, I know, but the, the, you're poisoning yourself to poison the cancer. Yeah, and this kid is they're they're poisoning him. Yeah, all his white blood cells towards the end were like fine; they were stable. He you know he lost his hair, but like he was eating, he was pooping on the normal. You know, like. Like, all these things are, like, all these other kids are falling apart, losing weight. Like, Waldo actually was born 13 pounds. Very big baby, yeah, you know? Um, and he was, like, playing around, smiling, all that stuff. And he wasn't high or anything like that. Well, like, sure. there was no joints. It was just this oil, you know? Uh, and uh, so our, our, our movie's falling out. Whoopi Goldberg's our executive producer. Um, and we're putting the, the thing, the story was, like, interviews and this kind of, like, this footage that he had. Uh, and it's cool. It's, like, we're... It's, you know, to me... Uh, like it's not a like try marijuana you know it was just like look here's this father who like could possibly lose his son his son could possibly lose his eyes you know and it's like so from Philadelphia you know going having to illegally buy it at the time in California uh, to like bring it back home for the son to survive it's like it's a pretty intense story so he did that yeah and 
In Pennsylvania, it's on the ballot now. Well, it's it's, it's medical also in it's, Utah too. Well, medical legal yeah. in Pennsylvania is already cleared. Like you can oh. medically cl- use it in Pennsylvania. Right. And this happened in 2016. That was okay. Ago. But uh, I mean, recreational. I'm not sure. I think it's uh, recreational, and, and I think it's um, it's definitely not recreational now. I think they're trying. I think that's on the ballot for this November, possibly. And I know all you geekscapists who are in the U.S. are going to vote November 6th because shit's going down in a toilet and we got to turn it around. You know, I was there when... You saw, you saw the percentages that, like, most kids who are in this demographic who are, like, 15 to 30 years old aren't voting. It's the lowest amount of turnout is, is people who, are, who like, are going to be the future. Yeah. Why don't you invest in your future and go freaking vote? <laughs> Especially if you live in Utah, because I know it's on the ballot in Utah. Medical okay. marijuana is yeah. on the ballot in Utah. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of states have cleared the medical right you know and that's the best part because that's when these scientists and doctors then can start researching it mm-hmm. uh, in Pennsylvania there's um, uh, there's doctors out there like putting three million dollars into the research like we went to Harvard and talked to this one doctor amazingly enough uh, her name is Dr. Gruber and she works at a, a place called McLean uh, and that's hilarious. and she got she knew the joke, yeah. but no none of her was like, oh really? That's a thing? Die Hard? Like, come on! And her name is Gruber. Yeah. In, yeah. That's in hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's right by Harvard or something like that. Yeah. Well, I hope she doesn't fall at the end of. The- <laughs> no, she's good. She's good. Slow motion Alan Rickman shot. Um, okay, so you're working on that. Yeah. What else are you doing with your time? I'm uh, fucking with you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> I have a son. I have a family. <laughs> I'm messing with you, Tommy. <laughs> Uh, what is the one that you want to do? Want to once Waldo? Like, are there other ideas that are just standing in there? Yeah, you know, like I, I, you know, any narratives? Yeah, I do have ideas for uh, a couple of scripted things. Cause, I'll like, do that. I'll do those. Yeah, there's there's a couple of scripted elements in Bill Murray. Very yeah. few. It's three yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like that was my my like touching my uh, was a dip of my toe in the idea of seeing if I could do that. Cause like I directed this movie called Community College way back in the day. That's on Amazon Prime as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like you know with my friends and like donkey lips from salute your shorts and like I just didn't at that time think that my skills as a director uh, for narrative were good sure. I think it really relied on maybe I maybe I wasn't but also like dealing with friends who aren't actors right you know not but donkey lips donkey you're, lips is obviously you're not an actor. setting yourself up with the best resources or exactly. best chances to succeed and I feel like making the docs have kind of made me understand characters a little bit better sure. you know I just uh, shadowed a director on the, the Goldbergs TV show mm-hmm. uh, it's it's you know it's like oh I can do that you know like uh, it's like it's, it's in, I, I have no doubt you can do that it's about convincing them you can do it it's right. so annoying well yeah. yeah but like I mean a lot of it's just convincing myself too like cause like you know like I need to like sometimes remind myself that like oh this is stuff you've done before you could do this because like you know a studio mm-hmm. uh, a lot of money real actors real you know People, get, <laughs> they're like, always uh, real, yeah. Tommy. And like, your friends were real. They're always real, Tommy. <laughs> You're psyching yourself out. Man. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's like you know, you just go and when you watch it happen, you go, oh, it, oh, it's, it's, it's that. It's yeah. just, it's just what we were doing, but with a lot more money and resources. Yeah, and and catering. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's and, really what it is. It's and the, the actors can hit their marks properly. Oh, you know, it's funny. Um, I didn't even like. I never even thought about blocking. Or like getting in someone's eye line because it's like, you yeah. Know. I think you dropped the eye line on a couple of these. I think I don't know if you did it in Bill. Murray. Maybe you did it in Bill Murray, but there was one where I was like, oh, you jumped one eighty or something. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's technical stuff, you know. Like I mean, like, so let's team up. It sounds <laughs> like it's time to team up. Well, I mean, like, 
because it's like you know I mean well, like uh, I guess the only one would have been Bill Murray because there's no uh, scripted stuff in right. the others right yeah I mean we do like that like, I love like, the movie yeah thank you I love the movie yeah there was a couple like my name is Earl sort of transitions there you know like yeah. in the beginning <laughs> that's actually I love the, the reference I use thank you um use that in, you either I think you used it in your Instagram you mentioned that my name is Earl on your Instagram recently because you uh, went to that oh yeah 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 I love that <laughs> we, we went to the God what was it called um, so the motel and my name is yeah, Earl yeah but they filled the pool in I was so right. I, I went up to some guy I go hey man uh, used to be a pool here you know because I was like yeah. confused that maybe I went to the wrong spot he goes yeah it's right here you, my name is Earl Fans I was like yep he's like you're standing on <laughs> it yeah 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 that's more or less it <laughs> alright Tommy Geekscapers, you know what, time what to are we do. At? We're through 55 minutes. Okay. Geekscapers, you know what to do. You're going to go to the, thebillmurraystories.com. Yeah, pre-order. I know it sounds silly, but pre-order is right. does a lot for you. Like you when can, you release, you're going to be up on the charts. Yeah, that's and that, I think that's a, uh, a good thing. I, yeah, <laughs> no, it is. Whoopi's watching now. Uh, she's like, oh. and let's do the spit take. <laughs> Whoopi, with this free 7-Eleven. Your, your, your new boss, Whoopi Goldberg, is watching. Yeah, she's now. awesome. Uh, I heard she's. I hear she's awesome. I had a real serious conversation with her about uh, cancer and all that stuff. Uh-huh. While someone was like redreading her hair. That's funny. Yeah, it was great. Um, I thought you were gonna be like about Theodore Rex, and I was like, don't bring that up. Who? Theodore Rex, the movie she did with like the oh, no, no, Tyrannosaurus no. Rex and their buddy cop movie. Yeah. Don't do. Don't just yeah, let that one go. I don't even want to talk about it now. Uh, so geeks gave us. That's the movie, thebillmurraystories.com. On iTunes, go ahead and pre-order it right now and give him a little bit of a pop when yeah. it comes out. Um, and our cinematographer, Derek yeah. Kunzer and producer, uh, is at Comic-Con Saturday just walking around giving cards. It means it means nothing, find but him, he'll be there. Find him, find Big Yanks, give Big Yanks the noogies. Um, These are all ge- words I don't know. The noogies? Oh, no, I know, but Yanks? Big Yanks is a geekscapist ah. uh, who's wandering around the floor. Pretending to give us content when really I think you just got a free badge. Uh, <laughs> so Do you have any more free badges? Yeah. Can I have uh, one for Saturday? My buddy wants to go see the Doctor Who oh, person. I'm pretty sure the press stuff is closed. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Geekscapists. I uh, tried, Albert. <laughs> we uh, we told you where to find Tommy's film. You know where to find us. Geekscape.net. We're on iTunes and all that stuff. A lot of our podcasts are on Spotify, and very soon this podcast will be on Spotify. There you go. Um, Look at I that. will have news about that very soon. Um, and we love you, Geekscapists. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Instagram. Search for Geekscape Forever. You will find us. You will be our friend. Uh, Geekscape Forever is like our little group where we talk about stuff. And um, this weekend, uh, probably Monday, I'm going to save it for Monday. Uh, look for Ian Kerner and I sitting down and giving you the Venom special. So you want to talk about love, Geekscapists? Can I ask you something I about Venom? I love you guys so much that I'm going to sit through Venom and let you guys know what I think. Can I ask you a question about Venom? Is it true that the Lady Gaga fans are saying bad things about the movie to uh, not get a good box office? Yeah, because The Star is Born is starting. And now yeah, I, but that's yeah. true. So is that movie a good movie then? Well, I, I heard that what they're doing is pushing the Metacritic down. They're flooding the, the they're flooding the box office mojo uh, audience reviews uh-huh. because anybody can leave an audience review, and they're dropping the score. But I'm I think the critic score is already pretty bad. So uh, so it's just yeah they're dropping, but it already was a bad movie. Yeah, I'm hearing that Ian and I have our work cut out for us. Okay, but Geekscapists, you're all worth it. I love you. We have uh, more uh, Geekscapes coming. I think I have. 
uh, MC Lars and Mega Ran coming up oh. next. So I'm friends with MC Lars. Yeah, I love those guys, and I have to go. I directed uh, one of yeah. them. I've I either know. directed or produced one of his music videos. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. So we have. He some, was in community college. We have some more stuff coming up for you, Geeks Gabus. We've been here I'll for twelve years. We'll be here a whole lot more. We will uh, see you guys next time. All right. Love you, Geekscape forever. I'm Matt Kelly saying goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 